0: back to the David Glenn Show. Dan Bonner from CBS and TNT will drop by in less than 30 minutes. He has the call tonight for Texas A&M Michigan and Florida State Gonzaga. Tyler Hansbro, UNC legend, in studio third hour. Coach Satterfield from App State will be dropping by as well. More on that later. Joining us now, a coach who at just 33 years old back in 2011 became one of the only guys to lead a double-digit seed all the way to the Final Four. He did it at VCU- knocking off the three-seed and the one-seed back then to get there. He just finished his third season as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. His given name was bestowed in honor of a famous Zulu warrior. Friend of the program, Shaka Smart, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good, DZ. How are you, man? I'm doing really well. Before we dive into the basketball, I know you've been collecting quotes since you were in college. I don't know if that's, you know, still a habit of yours, but occasionally I will text you one of my favorites. Give us some words of wisdom or inspiration that you have recently collected.
1: I always like your favorites, so keep them coming. All right. Uh, I kind of got to the point where I don't add one every day like I used to, but I certainly still like to uh, revel in quotes and spend a lot of time sharing them and, and also them being shared with me. So if you're asking for a quote today, I'll give you an old one, but one that I think is so applicable to our world, our sport, everything we do. And that is, it's from Teddy Roosevelt. He said, comparison is the thief of joy.
0: Comparison is the thief of joy. That's hmm. one
1: you might have to chew on for a while. And we could talk about it in about a month.
0: Wasn't Teddy also responsible for the arena? Stepping into he the was. stepping into yeah. the arena is that that's one of my poem. favorites.
1: That's, that's on my list too.
0: Oh man, I, that might be a top. Although he kind
1: of he kind of comes at you in that poem uh, if you read it and you think about it with the media.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, Coach, I'm in the media, but I have lazy, ignorant, cheap shot artists taking shots at me all the time. So I'm in the arena <laughs> at times, and I'm critiquing those in a different arena at other times. It's amazing how go. much we learn when we've been on both sides of that fence. Shaka Smart joining us from the Texas Longhorns here on the David Glenn Show. I don't know if this you would know off the top of your head. But y'all played eight of the 16 teams still standing, man. You should be calling games with Dan Bonner tonight. Is that schedule uh, something that you intentionally signed up for beyond the Big 12? Because the way it worked out, man, you played Duke and Texas Tech, and West Virginia all to overtime, beating the Mountaineers. You just played Nevada, of course, but you also played Michigan, Kansas, and Kansas State during the regular season. Not all of those were forced upon you on the, on the uh, league schedule.
1: We actually played nine because in late October, we played Texas A&M exhibition game to raise money for Hurricane Harvey. So that didn't count on our schedule. But, yeah, we we literally played over half the teams.
0: And who jumps out at you right now as you consider this Sweet 16 bracket as having the best combination of things that you would want to have to try to win it all and why?
1: Well, I'll tell you, D.G., and you've probably heard this from a lot of coaches, when you get eliminated – uh, it's really, really hard to t- turn on the TV and watch. Yeah. So I-, I haven't really watched much since Friday when we lost to Nevada. Uh, I will say, looking at the bracket and knowing a lot of the teams, I think it's as wide open as it's ever been. Uh, and actually, I guess if I had to say one team, just based on looking at it, and this is actually one of the teams we have not played, And that's Villanova just because of their history and how solid they are as a program and how much winning experience those guys have. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's probably nine, ten teams on there that have a legitimate chance to win it.
0: Two of the teams still standing are famous for the one-and-done phenomenon, Kentucky and Duke. Uh, You have freshman big man Mohamed Bamba declaring for the NBA draft from the Longhorns program uh, just earlier this week. When you hear some of the criticism, Coach, it doesn't take away my joy of college basketball that a relatively small, small number of guys spend only one year in between high school and the professional ranks. Uh, what is your response to those who think that it is harming college basketball, or what idea do you have uh, that maybe would the NBA could adopt with its draft rules to make the whole thing better for everybody?
1: Well, you said it at the end, better for everybody, and that, that's the most difficult part of it because I don't think there's any model that serves all parties involved when you talk about players, coaches, administrators, the schools, the fans, the media. Everyone has different interests. To me, as a guy that really was able to become you know who I am as a person because of coaches, um, I, I think you have to start with the players and understand what's best for them. Uh, and I think that these guys uh, that are just uber-talented, guys like Mohamed Bambo you mentioned played for us this past year, they should be able to go prof- play professional basketball at any point. I think they should be able to go out of high school. I think they should be able to go after one year, after two years, after however many years. Now, where that leads us as a sport of college basketball is in a tricky spot, and obviously the tough part, and this applies to the quote I gave you, is that there's a lot of guys out there that maybe think that they're on the level of those uber-talented guys that really aren't. And uh, though that's, that's where the real challenge comes in.
0: In our neighborhood, it will not surprise you to know that there's a lot of discussion about what happened to UVA, right? I mean, Tony Bennett happens to have become a friend of mine. I know him well since his, you know, Washington State days. I I respect him kind of the way that I really truly respect you. So I'm saddened for him, but people are asking the question, uh, you know, not only how did a number one finally lose to a number 16, But the question about UVA even before that, even after they went 31-2, and Coach, and won the regular season in the ACC and won the tournament, the ACC tournament up in Brooklyn, even then it was still, hey, they don't have NBA talent and nobody's won the NCAA title without a first-round draft pick in their starting lineup since 1987. Is... I mean, DeAndre Hunter got hurt, and he's probably their best NBA prospect. What were your thoughts as you saw for the first time in anybody's lifetime, UMBC a 16 seed beat a 1 seed? Is it is it a reflection of a change in college basketball, one and done? Uh, does UVA need more NBA talent to avoid such things? What were your thoughts? Because basically everybody has been in shock over that.
1: Well, Tony Bennett's a friend of mine, first of all, so I, I may come across a little biased. But I think losing to UMBC has nothing to do with NBA talent. And the reality is there have been some two-seats that have beat, beaten 15 seats. would never been a 16 seed to win. But you and I both know it was only a matter of time it was coming. before that happened. And in March, we've seen upsets every year. Uh, it, it happens. Uh, UVA, I didn't watch the game, but clearly didn't play their best game. Uh, UMBC played phenomenal their leading scorer a kid named Jairus Lyles played for me at VCU Uh, and he's a guy that's talented enough to be thought of in a a high major conference but because the circumstance isn't so I I don't know really what people are questioning Tony's done an unbelievable job there Uh, you don't necessarily have to have NBA talent to advance in the tournament, certainly to win a first-round game. That's been proven time and time again. Uh, I, it helps, but it's more about the combination of the five guys you have on the floor and their ability to be in the moment to produce winning results. And, you know, unfortunately for them on that, that day, they weren't able to do that. But, wow, they've had a phenomenal run of success. And I think, you know, if things fall differently, we could be talking about them as a favorite
0: to, to win the whole thing. Shaka Smart of the Texas Longhorns is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. That amazing Final Four run at VCU as an 11 seed is now seven years old. How often does that still pop up in your life, either because uh, the media asks you about it or you think about it or your family mentions it uh, seven years later?
1: It pops up a lot. I mean, it's brought up a lot by other people. Um, you know, when you're in coaching, uh, you're, you're always trying to replicate an experience like that because there's nothing like going through something with a group of people where everyone works together and you're able to do something really, really special that a lot of people didn't think you could do. Uh, but as you mentioned, seven years, and, and time flies so fast, and success, and, and particularly that type of success can be so, so fleeting, and what you want to do is figure out a way to do it again.
0: His name is Shaka Smart. When you think of this year's lower seeds, we have Loyola Chicago as an 11 playing tonight. We have a team you faced, Kansas State, as a 9 uh, also playing. We have 7s in Texas A&M that you're familiar with, also Nevada. And oddly enough, you know the Hall of Famer Jim Bayheim has an 11 seed still standing, and he took a double-digit seed to the Sweet 16 two years ago just like you did seven years ago. Is there one of those that jumps out at you as you know having the best chance to continue a Cinderella style run?
1: I think they all have a chance. Uh, I, I, I guess if I had to bet on one of them, uh, you, you, you got to take a look at Syracuse just because. Well, one they're playing Duke, who we know is as talented and, and on a given that and it is as good as anyone, but being in the same conference. Uh, Syracuse certainly isn't going to have any level of fear or uncertainty about what it takes to beat Duke. That doesn't mean that they will, Uh, but Jim Boeheim has been there so many times before he gets his guys playing that zone. So unbelievably well this time of year. And as I know, and as we we learned at VCU, there's a certain momentum that you get from winning three games in five days in the first week of the NCAA tournament. And they have that momentum Going into
0: this week, Shaka Smart is joining us. There's only a short list of universities in this entire country where I could picture you coaching basketball, and Texas is one of those. Just tell us how that experience is three years in, because it will not surprise you, even as we speak, your name is floated for some prominent vacancies. But it, it felt like the day you took that job that the way they do things at Texas is just such a great match for you and your family and what you believe in on and off the court. Well, you know, to be honest, DG, we're, we're in our third year, and
1: we've had a lot of twists and turns. There's there's so many things that we feel good about and that we feel proud about, but we're a long way from where we really want to be. I and mean, where we want to be is, I'm not talking on the phone to you right now because <laughs> yeah. getting ready to play tonight or tomorrow, uh, but we've brought in some terrific kids and some guys that we're really excited about. And, you know, we have a chance to do some great things moving forward, but you know, it's again, it's all about trying to put your guys in a situation where they can be successful in the moment. And uh, we, we love it here. My family and I and excited about continuing to build the program.
0: Just so you know, coaches do join us even though their teams are still alive. Now, I try not to bother you when, when you're making your final four runs. Uh, I, I now have food for thought. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is one of the many gifts Shaka Smart has delivered to us over the years here on the David Glenn Show. Great to hear your voice, man. Keep up the good work. I hope you get to enjoy the rest of the tournament in however fashion makes you the happiest.
1: Thanks, DT. I appreciate you having me on, and keep up the great work.
0: Appreciate it, Coach. Shaka Smart, year three with the Texas Longhorns. He took Duke, Gonzaga, and Texas Tech all to overtime before losing this year. He took West Virginia to overtime and beat the Mountaineers. They also played Michigan, Kansas, Kansas State in the regular season, and Nevada, of course, was the one that bounced Texas this year in the round of 64.